Welcome, willkommen, welcome, bienvenue, bienvenido, and maligayang pagdating at the Funkamari Podcast, your podcast on culture, art, business, and psychology. My name is Marie, and I am your podcast host. First of all, I would like to wish you and your loved ones a Merry Christmas season. Um, at that time when this podcast episode will be released, it will be the 23rd of December, so it will not be um, Christmas Eve yet. But uh, since the next episode after this one will be released on the 30th of December and um, we will not be speaking each other before Christmas. I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas already. Christmas is about love and love involves, yes, your love to your family, friends, partner, your hobbies, your career, your co-workers, your manager if you have a healthy positive relationship with each other um, but most importantly this is something that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to Christmas Christmas should also be a celebration of self-love self-love is the foundation of your love that you share with external factors be it your career or your partner if that self-love is not there then it's going to be difficult to have a healthy relationship with other people or to the outer world and self-love does not necessarily mean that you have to find yourself perfect to be positive 24 7 but it is about if you take a step back and you observe the bigger picture are you satisfied with yourself overall do you find your life and yourself okay you know and that is a hundred percent fine and beautiful already so let's take this opportunity as well to celebrate ourselves and everything we are, everything that we have done in the entire year. You know, if we re reflect upon how this year and the previous three to five years have been very uncertain for a lot of us, especially the period of time during COVID-19, and then these days dealing with the consequences of the pandemic such as the economic recession and maybe for some of us even unemployment and job hunting in addition to that and most importantly we also have a lot of political and historical conflicts across the globe which are very heartbreaking so where i want to get at is this year has been challenging for a lot of us for a group of people of course more challenging than for some others but we're not in a competition here who has faced more challenges or not but let's just take this opportunity of christmas to celebrate 
who we are today um what we do because if there is there's so many challenges and uncertainties at hand it's very easy to rush into the future rush into the next steps and to forget to just stand still to take a step back to look behind you and to celebrate and to be proud of the steps you left behind because all of these steps all of these events that you uh, proactively participated in or that you allowed into your life they make you who you are today so let's please celebrate that our love with other people but also everything that we are this year and in all other years before yes let's be ambitious and move forward into the future but never forget everything we are already everything we have done already in such a fast-paced world um, it is so easily forgotten and alongside that i would also like to say if we look in the media or if we are going to supermarkets restaurants cafes and bars we see people celebrating the christmas season together with their family friends and partners but let's remember and let's empathize with those amongst us who might be celebrating this Christmas season on their own for different reasons. For example, it is possible that their family and friends live far away, maybe even in another continent, and may not have the resources uh, for them to be united on Christmas season to celebrate Christmas together so this group of people also exists now if you count amongst these people who might be celebrating christmas on their own i wanted to let you know that christmas does not necessarily have to happen with a big family or with a large amount of friends i want you to know that you can celebrate in your own way Um, Think about how would you like to celebrate Christmas for yourself, not how you believe you should be celebrating it based on society's expectations of how Christmas should be celebrated. But what do you want to do? Yes, it can be a big roast. Yes, it can be a big ass uh, Christmas dinner. Yes, it can be watching typical Christmas movies. That is what society expects us to do on Christmas. But if that is something that you are not feeling, maybe you just want to have a siesta on Christmas. Maybe you want to travel across Europe and discover different cultures and discover different foods during that time. What is it exactly that would make you feel celebrated, irrespective of anyone else's expectations? Because it is about you. Christmas is to be celebrated with those people who we love. And again, the person that we should be loving the most before we can actually give love to anyone else, our family, our friends, and whoever. It's us that we have each and every day ever since our birth to our death and who knows what happens after death (laughs) um if we if there's life after that 
death, we would still be having us. So we are basically the person we have with us all the time. Let's be treating ourselves with that self-love, that self-respect. And to understand that, yes, we can be happy for everyone celebrating Christmas with a big family. But even if you belong to those who are celebrating it on their own, or maybe with a group of people who are also celebrating it on their own and far away from their family. Maybe there is a way for you and your friends or for you and your classmates or your colleagues to get together to celebrate Christmas together. So before I kick off with this episode, I wanted to share that with you. Because although Christmas has good intentions, although everyone have good intentions by wanting to celebrate the Christmas season, there is a group of people out there that feels triggered by Christmas because there is this high pressure to be happy, to be festive, to celebrate it with people you love. Yes, you can do that. But even if you celebrate it in a different way, I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful Christmas. One that is worthy of every celebration, worthy of every smile and laughter on your face. So think for yourself whether you want to celebrate it at all and if so how you would want to celebrate it, irrespective of how anyone else wants to celebrate it. You do you this season. So I wanted to share that before I actually get into today's uh, focus topic. And today I would like to elaborate on uh, Christmas traditions in the Philippines. The Philippines is one of my home countries. In the previous uh, Funk and Marie episode, I spoke about my favorite Christmas traditions in Germany, which is also one of my home countries. Now, in this episode, I will be um, referring to Christmas traditions in the Philippines. So, mind you, although I am a proud Filipina, I do speak the standard language, the main official language, Tagalog. I do speak it fluently. And in addition to that, I also understand another Philippine language, which is called Kapampangan. But when it comes to speaking something fluently, I only speak Tagalog fluently. I do not speak Kapampangan, but I understand both of them. Um... Also, I would like to give an important note that, again, although I'm proud of being Filipina and I do speak these two languages, or I speak one fluently and the other one I only understand, I did not grow up in the Philippines. And growing up in Europe, most of my friends were actually European. I did not grow up with Filipino friends. Although my family was in touch with some of the Filipino community locally, um, I just didn't get the chance to have Filipino friends, not because I did not want to. It's just the environment that I was in, the school that I was in, there were hardly any Filipinos. Um, Unfortunately, honestly, growing up, I was surrounded by... A lot of people who would not be representing me so a lot of Caucasian 
blue-eyed blonde girls i was in a catholic girls school in germany and i had a lot of friends there but um they were just not filipino yeah we had a great time together and we inspired each other we were very ambitious and pushed each other to be our best selves which was so beautiful and so supportive but no filipino people but because of that absence of that filipino culture i was even more motivated to let the philippines be a part of my everyday life so i subscribed to a paid filipino tv channel called tfc I've been watching Filipino shows, Filipino movies at least once a week to make sure that I keep up with the current um, language and trends. And I would also try my best to speak to some relatives on a regular basis that who speak Tagalog or over the internet find Filipino friends. Um, because again, in person, I did not see many Filipinos. So this episode is dedicated to my pride, pride being Filipino. Although I will not be speaking about these Christmas traditions in a way like an expert who actually grew up in the Philippines. I'll be speaking about it as someone who actually grew up in Europe. Nevertheless, I want it, although this is... A, more limited view doesn't sound like a hundred percent local view i still wanted to share with you what the tradition the the filipino christmas traditions are that bring joy to me um if there is anything you would like to add amend or any feedback that you would like to share on these uh, i am inviting you to reach out to me via the contact form that i am linking in the podcast description i'd be so happy to hear from you and to learn from you as well about the filipino traditions otherwise if you would like to share about your favorite um, traditions in your cultures whether it be about christmas or another um, season then i'm inviting you as well to reach out to me i'm always happy to learn and to grow together as a community now um this is the longest intro i've ever had 15 minutes but hey let's do it it is christmas um so my first favorite christmas tradition in the philippines is the fact that the christmas season is relatively long i know that there are some other parts in the world where christmas season is also relatively long but one of these countries is the philippines so christmas season in the philippines starts with the first burr month burr month is a month that ends with the letter is B-E-R, so in this case, it is September, so that is as how as early as Filipinos celebrate Christmas season and how you can, how can you actually see it. Um, we'll be moving over to the next point. So outside decoration of houses in the Philippines um are very elaborate and very beautiful and these are signs that the filipinos already start celebrating uh, the christmas season these outside decoration of houses you can already see them as early as september 
and um, there are a lot of different types of outside decorations but um, one of the most popular ones is one that is called Christmas Parol uh, and what that is is a star star shaped lanterns in different colors so these Christmas Parol you can actually do it by yourself if you are in a creative artistic mood there are some for example YouTube um, YouTube clips on that or also you can visit workshops to learn how to do a Christmas parol or there are also some Christmas shops or some Christmas markets where you can buy parols so um, in Germany we also have Christmas decoration but again not as colorful as the grand as they have it or as we have it in the Philippines so that is something that is just really heartwarming when you look at it um, a third Filipino Christmas tradition that I really enjoy or that I used to enjoy when I was a child to be honest but uh, no longer do because I do see myself as an agnostic I'm not that religious anymore I was more religious when I was a child and that is the nine-day mass attendance in church and this begins as you might imagine nine days prior to Christmas and on the 24th of December Christmas Eve you would have a midnight mass and this mass on the 24th is referred to as Simbangabi Simba is um, the mass and Gabi is the night. So it's a nine-day mass attendance and the Philippines is a very religious country. So it is primarily um, Christian and Muslim. You also have a few Buddhists, but I would say these are like the main, um, the main religions in the Philippines. Uh, also, being an Asian country, the Philippines are also very focused on their image in society or in other words, how other people actually view them. Ideally, they want to be seen as someone who has an education from an elite university, who has one of those traditionally well-paid, well-renowned jobs like being a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, being in IT, or also what is special about the Philippines, being a nurse is also something that people look up to because nurses back in the day, and I still feel up to today, have had a lot of job opportunities to actually work abroad, such as in the US. And if you do work abroad, that means in society that you are able to earn more money than locally in the Philippines. And ever since the 80s or even earlier, the US, for example, or North America in general had a great need for nurses and healthcare professionals in general. So this is why that's also a very well-renowned um, uh, job. And now getting back to the nine-day mass attendance. So again, the Filipinos like to be seen as powerful in society and they care a lot about what other people think of them. 
at the same time, they also think a lot about other people and how they perceive other people. For example, they can get really gossipy as in, oh, did you know that the son of Mirna, for example, um, through his law studies and now works in an ice cream parlor or is now a bus driver so not that any of what i just said was something negative but they they could be gossipy like that and one of the things that they actually look up to in society what someone does apart from everything i just mentioned is someone who religiously literally goes to church every sunday and most importantly so during the nine-day mass in church during the Christmas season. So there are even masses that take place in the early morning as early as 4 a.m. And they are very proud if other people see them that they actually attend the nine days in church. Uh, And this is something that they'd be very proud of, proudly showing off, and they would be seeing each other in the church so yeah this is something that is very traditional let's say less religious families do not engage in that nine-day mass attendance um but those who are more traditional they definitely still do and that is a big thing back then when i was a child i used to love this nine-day mass attendance uh because it has a more festive um feeling to it than the the other masses throughout the entire year and i also love the stories that were told in church to children sometimes you would have your dedicated children's corner and so yeah i enjoyed it i remember that i enjoyed it back in the day and also loved singing so or love singing and they had the most beautiful christmas songs in the church so that is another thing and um yeah food food is a very important aspect in filipino culture and even more so as you can imagine during the christmas season so uh one of the first official christmas dinners around christmas season in the philippines you would have on christmas eve on the 24th of december and this christmas eve dinner has a specific name it is called noche buena it is derived from Spanish and basically means a good night. It traditionally takes place after the midnight mass on Christmas Eve that I previously mentioned. Um, so to kind of reward yourself that you were close to God in church or to celebrate having been close to God in church and still being close to him in your home, you would have this Noche Buena and it's normally a family that's hosting this and they would invite other families over what would they be eating so basically all main dishes will be of course accompanied by white rice and these main dishes are primarily meat-based dishes of course you would have some vegetarian and vegan filipino dishes but most of them are meat-based and these main dishes that are accompanied by rice so these main dishes alone without the rice you call them in tagalog which is again uh, the official filipino language it's called ulam so a main dish is called ulam and the rice is called kanin 
ulam and kanin. <laughs> and so what type of ulam, what type of main dishes are there? So similar to a lot of grand celebrations in the Philippines, you would have lechon. Lechon is a whole slowly roasted pig. You would have an entire roasted pig on your dining table an entire pig not one that is cut into pieces in most cases the lechon would be a whole pig like you would see that it's still a pig it looks like a pig alive but in a roasted form on your table whereas for example okay if you go to a fast food chain Uh, you will not recognize the animal anymore in your burger but with the lechon you will see its shape the ears the legs the arms the tummy the pig is still whole just roasted so this is something that a lot of filipinos find delicious i also find it delicious at the same time I also eat a lot of vegetarian dishes and most of the time I'm vegetarian throughout the year and there is still this this side of me that whose heart is breaking and so yeah it's a whole lechon it's very delicious for most Filipinos but sometimes when I'm in my vegetarian state I cannot take it so that is something that is very much a part of all big Filipino celebrations but most importantly as well during christmas now something that is very specific to christmas it's called embutido and embutido is a meatloaf made from ground pork vegetables cheeses and raisin a lot of people love it i personally hate it like i am all in for contrasts in tastes but this contrast between meatloaf ground pork and cheeses and raisins those are just this is a combination for me that doesn't that doesn't taste good but then again i gotta say the last time i had embutido i was like a kid okay and i'm now <laughs> not that age anymore for sure so maybe it's worth trying it out again this christmas and i will have changed my mind about it sometimes when we do not like a dish When we try it again a few years down the line, we might actually love it. Our taste continuously changed, so let's check it out for myself and embutido. And then we also have pancit. Pancit is one of the best known dishes in the Philippines. And what it is, it's a noodle dish um, that can be with vegetable, with chicken, or also with seafood if you like. And it's made of glass noodles. But you also have other variations of pancit. You would have palabok or anything else really uh, where they would be using another type of pasta. So yeah, this is what it is. And when it comes to the desserts, um, there are two very popular desserts and there are even more popular desserts, but these are two of the most popular ones. So you have macaroni, fruit salad, Filipinos love that, but also buko pandan which they love in the Philippines, but also in a lot of other Southeast Asian countries, such as Indonesia. I really am such a big fan of both of these desserts. They're so delicious. And they actually last for a very long time. I remember whenever I was celebrating 
Christmas in a very much Filipino style. We will be having this macaroni fruit salad and buko pandan for days in the fridge until New Year's is so good, honestly. So we got amazing food and the fact that the Philippines had a lot of history with other countries, used to be a, um, a Spanish colony, also had some history with the U.S., or even with Japan, and we also have a big Chinese community. So there's very much of a multicultural influence on our country. Um, is reflected in our cuisine as well, which makes it a very exciting cuisine overall. Now, last but not least, presents. Presents are given to each other in the Philippines on the first Christmas day, which is the 25th of the summer, which is, I would say, rather normal for most countries. Um, but one thing that I applaud the Filipinos for is their generosity. One of their main love languages is um, gifts. They like giving each other gifts. And this is something that becomes very apparent during Christmas season. So irrespective of their um, sources of income, their, their level of income, their profession, the time they actually have, most Filipinos would really go out of their way to invest a lot of money, thoughts and mostly love into the presence that they give people now before a group of people will be telling me or will be giving me shit for something uh, there's a group of people saying oh you know what you can love someone and show your love to them without actually giving them presents us and our family we don't give each other presents at all, but sometimes we do a secret Santa and I just give one person a present and whatever that may be, we're happy with it already. It's all about the love and how we love each other throughout the year. It's not only about those few days around Christmas season. There's this group of people thinking that way and when they see, they witness the Filipinos being so generous with their presence this is how they react to it let me tell you people if you're that type of person to not give other people presents or if you do you only do secret santa and you give only one person a present you do you you know that is nothing bad us filipinos are not looking down on that we don't think you're greedy so do not like do not you don't have to defend yourself like we don't care you do you I'm just saying, Filipinos do it this way. And they love doing it this way because to us, presence is our way of showing our love. It's nothing shallow, nothing superficial, nothing materialistic, but it's just us showing our love to the other person and making them feel that they matter to us. It's just a love language. And there are a lot of Asian countries where you would see that too, where um, gift gifts are their love language. Um, it was very important for me to point that out because I've had this topic already with some people who are, let's say, 100% Western, let's say 100% Caucasian, 100% European, 100% American or something. And I would just be like chilling and telling the story what type of presents Filipinos actually give just to like 
wanting to share and then i always get this reaction of oh but giving presents it's, it's uh, that's not love it's something superficial us now our family don't give each other presents and i'm like girl then do not give presents who cares you do you right we just love giving presents and now let me tell you what presents these are again this is irrespective of income like when i was a kid i remember i had some aunties and uncles who i know were in the process of looking for employment or who um told me personally that at the moment they don't have a well-paid job they would just be open like that and tell me that but then they would give me like 50 or 100 euros on christmas or on my birthday and mind you filipinos are not only generous with their immediate relatives like with their brother sister parents or favorite cousins they would actually give most people a present <laughs> and most people i know like even friends they have not talked to in months or in years or even neighbors that they are not even that close to this is how they are and they would also invite them for food and also in the philippines like as a kid you would call a lot of older people like kuya or ate kuya is bigger brother or big brother ate is big sister or you would be like to the maybe people who are like your parents age you would say tito tita which is like sounds a little bit like tio tia uh which is spanish it <laughs> means aunt and uncle basically you would call people aunt and uncle who you're not even related to right and your titos and titas and your cuyas and ates would give you presents as well although you're not really biologically related you know but it's just a very tight-knit community i would say and they would give each other a lot of presents so again back to that money 50 to 100 euros and so imagine that which is already a lot for someone who claims to not have a job or is looking for a job and i was not the only person that they gave that to they were giving that envelope to so many children at that christmas party honestly and this is not an exception i've seen it with a lot of filipinos so they're very generous when it comes to that and to them it's just a way of hey young person i know when you're young you're interested in a lot of different things i do not know what you love so here's some money so you can have some fun maybe go have food with your friends or go to the cinema with your friends and i think that's really nice to kind of help young people sponsor their um, lifestyle you know uh, because as a, kid, as a kid obviously you do not work you rely so much on your pocket money so that is something really cute and also I remember also my mom growing up like she would have this before the internet she would and also until today <laughs> she would have this address book with people's names and birthdays where and she would be writing down for every single person what she wants to give them on christmas and it's again not only immediate family like her siblings and us her children and her husband but it goes as far as our lawyer for example <laughs> like this is and we also became friends with him or neighbors basically people who i feel people in the western world wouldn't necessarily give a christmas present too of course there are people who are western who are also generous 
who are also giving, who love giving presents. Of course, there are that. But I'm like, I mean, I grew up with both cultures, and I can tell you what tendencies I have seen throughout my entire life. And the Filipinos are just so so generous, and I would like to to speak up about how I find this positive. I'm applauding this because I feel some people who are not as generous they get all defensive and like, oh, but like material values are not important. Can't you just be happy for people who love giving each other presents? Just let us be, okay? Shut up. <laughs> I know I'm getting like all emotional about this, but it's just like I figure when I speak with people from Western cultures about this, they they always kind of pull it down. Can't you just be happy for us or just shut up? You know, you don't have to be so defensive just because you're not giving any presents. Anyways, so yeah, I like to say that is the part that is very special about the Filipino culture. And when it comes to the presents, so it can be money, but. Now this is something I appreciate less about Filipino culture. Okay, Filipinos tend to love brands, especially luxury brands. And if they give each other presents, a clothing, um, bags, they would really pay attention to the brand. Now it's good if you're the recipient, but know that mostly if they give you something, they kind of expect that <laughs> as well. Um. And like either you give them something branded, or if you do not, give them something that that looks expensive. You know, um, yeah. So it's very much uh, oriented towards brands, something that looks like luxury, something that looks expensive. So that's very important to them as well. Like uh, I hear a lot when Filipinos give each other presents, they be like, "Oh my God, this bag." This bag is is from Calvin Klein. This is from Prada. This is from I do not know what local Filipino brands are there at the moment, but they'll be like saying how beautiful the bag is, and particularly applaud the fact that it's that it's from a specific brand. Okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be luxury, but it has to be a brand that is well known. You know. So uh, yeah, again, no luxury, but some brand that you know. If it's no name, they'd be like, "Oh, that's so cute. Thanks for the thought." But you would feel it. You would feel that. You would feel that <laughs> that they appreciate it. They still love you, of course. Uh, it's definitely better than no present, but they would have appreciate something more with a brand. Like thank God, when it comes to my mom, my mom is someone who is very westernized. Um, and the good thing about the Western culture, especially with Europe, though, I cannot like, I wouldn't say the U.S. because, especially not L.A. <laughs> okay, like with uh, um, Europe, especially where I grew up in, I feel that they're not they might not be as generous when it comes to presents, but what they definitely do have is they do not care about brands. They do not care about the amount of money invested in your present. They don't care that much about it. They have more of this, I would say, emotional, philosophical value attached to a present. You made an effort. You thought about me. You love me. I don't care what that present is. So that's a good thing. If you are someone yourself who does not want to invest a lot in presents either, you will not feel pressured in the Western culture. But in the Filipino. 
seen. I would say it's beautiful and that you get beautiful presents. Uh, and you also feel that they really put a lot of love and thought behind giving you presents and choosing those presents for you. And if you are a type of person who loves giving presents, and I love that, I love as early as October thinking about what to give to my loved ones. I enjoy the task. I really enjoy. To me, it's less a matter of how expensive is it, but rather how creative is it how unique is it how personalized is it to the person i want the person to feel that i listen to them that i remember the things that are important to them and based on what i know about them and what i kept in my mind about them i found this present and it shows them how much i i care for them and how much i listen to them you know this is rather what i'm looking at and if it happens to be expensive then so be it you know but yeah like gifts are also one of my love languages i'm very very filipino when it comes to that yeah but then again it's also nice if you can give like a western person a present and they'd be like wow this is so cute and genuinely mean it even though it's it's no brand no brand object so yeah tell me what you think about it i feel that people who only grew up with one culture like only asian or only western they would not 100% understand where I'm getting at. But for those who grew up actually in multiple cultures, or even people who are only from one culture, but kind of uh, still were experiencing other cultures growing up a lot, like what's your experience with that? Like, for example, if you're also Asian and European, how do you perceive... Um, giving gifts or celebrating christmas how was that for you where would you see the similarities and the differences what way which of these cultures do you prefer when it comes to celebrating christmas or any bigger event in your in your religion for example i'd be so excited to do that uh, to hear that from you via the contact form well i have to be 100 transparent here i have already recorded this episode on a filipino christmas traditions before but i deleted it and i'm re-recording it right now and the reason for this is when i was recording the other episode i unexpectedly received delivery so um i was I was I felt that I was very much in a rush to open the door. I was very much in a rush to finish the episode. And I feel that the Christmas episode is one that is so special. Um, and you are so special and you deserve that I really take all my time and all my heart to wish you a very Merry Christmas. So this is why I re-recorded it because you deserve that. Um, also, I would like to thank you. Uh, for being such a loyal listener to Funk and Marie and if you happen to be one also uh, for being a loyal listener to the Goddess of Technology podcast which is my first podcast not in terms of that it's more important but just that I founded it before Funk and Marie and you cannot imagine how you have given me one of the greatest Christmas presents in 2023 and that is for people to actually gain value feel educated feel inspired by my podcasts when i'm reading your messages or also live feedback and live conversation with you with some of you it warms up my heart and with every every feedback that you're sharing with me that this has helped you in some way or if there are even any ideas 
that you would like to contribute with i'm always happy to learn and to grow so with every every time you're, you're actually sharing your story with me and in what ways this actually has helped you or put a smile in your face it you help me make my dreams come true step by step little by little without you even knowing it and i want you to know that i know that i said this in some other episodes already but my gratitude in my heart is just so great towards you you don't have an idea so i just wanted to take my time to do that and to not just uh, keep it like as an episode where i feel like i rushed it because i just wanted to open the door and get the delivery box so yeah I, again i'm wishing you and your loved ones or you and your lovely self a merry christmas and uh, may this year may this christmas bring you what your heart needs I'm not saying what your heart wants because sometimes we want certain things but what we actually need is something different so i'm wishing you to get what you actually need and i'm sure uh, all of us for all of us that is love in different forms and shapes <laughs> so i'm sending you a big kiss from amsterdam and may you have some delicious meals Mwah.